the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time is 6.07 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. one 367 is the number to reach me. one 367 Let's go to line number four and talk with Mark from uh, San Jose, if Mark is there. Mark, are you there? Yes, sir. Before I begin hey, my introduction, on? I just like to say that Nicole uh, Belland was a 20-year pharmacist at uh, the uh, Cortez, Colorado uh, Safeway, mm-hmm. and uh, she uh, un, uh, she said she saw five people die in less than a week from the, the Pfizer vaccine, and uh, that uh, stimulated her to study, and she uh, noticed that when they sent the Pfizer, or the Moderna, rather, the Moderna case of uh, syringes or you know, not syringes, but uh, vaccines, um, she noticed that uh, the insert was completely blank, just like that one I gave you at church, intentionally blank. That's all it said. And yes. so she started thinking, you know, hmm, what's up with this, you know? So as she studied, she got more and more under conviction that it, she was literally killing people. And she went to her pastor to talk about it with him. And uh, he, he seems kind of like uh, he's kind of weak. And he, uh, you know, said, well, if, they, if you give them informed consent and they still want to take it, then it's really not murder. And she said to him that, well, I know that I, I what's in it and I can't hide from God. You know, it's kind of like that verse in uh, Proverbs uh, 24 that we use for abortion. If thou knowest, yes. you know, how's yes. that one go? Do you remember no, no, he doesn't know what to do good and, and do it to not. For him, it is sin. This is true. This is clear. Yeah. Yeah. And there's another one in Proverbs uh, somewhere where we use it for abortion, where, you know, shall it not he that knows your heart know that you're, you know, if you don't deliver the innocent, uh, it's the, same principle. it's the same principle. You're right. No, I know the Proverbs uh, say, yeah. you know, say, say not unto God, thou knowest not. When God knows yeah. your heart, he knows that you do know. Of course. And this is what it means yeah. to be a Christian. Mark, this is what yeah. it means to be a Christian. And, and this is where I've remarked in our all things COVID. We'll be back up in the new year or maybe in December because there's so much more material to render. But first of all, I know I know that particular um, article and the lady that you're talking about. She's another brave human being who is not going to be part of the Hitlerian, uh, Stalin, uh, and, and again, Weimar Republic experimentation of just, you know, sticking people with a content that we know has the capacity to permanently maim and kill. Bless her heart for having a conscience yeah, that would be willing to open up about it. Yeah, exactly. And so pray for her, Nicole Bellum. She seems like she's a real Christian. Not only that, but then think about her pastor, because this is what aches me. Um, The pastors don't know. 
The pastors that don't know today, after nine months now, I guess, is, yeah, about nine months into COVID vaccine, the pastors that don't know what's right did not want to know what's right. If they don't know what's right by now, they don't want to know. It saddens me that pastors don't have enough intestinal fortitude to look at all of the available data, recognize that the vaccines are harmful, and help men and women in their flock exercise a greater level of judicial discretion when it comes to the vaccine. Of course, a pastor cannot tell people what and what not to do, but I can do exactly what that uh, ex-pharmacist did, and that is warn people about the contents. And you're right, Mark, and this is not the first time that people have looked inside the uh, packages where the vials of this gene therapy have been given to their institution, whether it's a medical center or or a CV store or what have you, and they found that there is no information on the paper about the contents in the vaccine. That's utterly criminal, but the government is in agreement with that kind of policy because they don't want you knowing what's in those vaccines. They don't want you to know the adjuvants that are in it. They don't want you to know the formula or the real amount of the the gene therapy that creates the spike protein. We do know, however, that it is creating havoc and killing lots of people and injuring children significantly around the world. And if the world could know this information, it would stop. But by the way, and I I think you agree, a lot of people are waking up to it across our nation and are saying no. And uh, the the mandates are being stopped in lots of legitimate states. And uh, hopefully they'll be stopped here. And so we got to keep talking, keep engaging people, keep helping people understand that the science they think they know is not really the science they should know because it could get worse from here. Yeah, and uh, the brother that comes on before you at 4.30, right before your talk show, Cliff McManus, um, uh-huh. I visited his church and I talked to him about it, you know, and I asked him, because he knows that the vaccines are not good, and so does Bob Douglas. I said, don't you guys think that the blood is on your hands, you know, if you don't warn the people from the pulpit? And they didn't want to really discuss the matter. And they're good. I mean, they seem like they're real Christians. He came from MacArthur's. Uh, you know, master's college. And I actually drove down to Sun Valley four times to talk with John about, about uh, the vaccines and the, uh, the 70 weeks of Daniel. But his church is too big. I never could talk to the brother. But I was going to get into it because everybody at John's church knew that I talked to uh, during those four times that I went there not to take the vaccine. But I asked him, did John say from the pulpit not to take it? And they said, well, I can't remember him ever haven't said it from the pulpit, you know. But well, he's, uh, not gonna, he's not going to say it, and he shouldn't say it like that. Like, you don't hear me preaching that on Sunday. I don't preach that. But what I would do is very clearly tell people, you are obligated as a child of God to prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. Because your body is the um, temple of the living God, you don't have any authority. Uh, authority from God to just blindly stick your arm out and let somebody poke you. We have many biblical verses that tell the Christian, you are responsible for what you eat. You are responsible for what you do, what you see, and particularly responsible for the content that goes into your body. And so the pastor can be, uh, he can, he can be a trumpet blower 
and a prophet like I am if he wants to, but most of them won't because they don't want the controversy that goes on in their congregation. So you got to understand what will happen in most congregations and the pastors that are listening to me, and there are a lot of them listening to me now, will admit they don't want to have to talk about it, but to talk about something like COVID will split their church in terms of opinion because people are gullible and willing to listen to government rather than listening to the word of God and rather than being diligent about knowing what's right and what's wrong. It's the same because it's politicized, Mark. Listen, it's politicized and politics has split Christians for decades upon decades. And this is how you know also that Christians are not grounded in the word of God, because if they were grounded in the word of God, they wouldn't be hoodwinked by political policies as often as they are. So here we are in another political web called the pandemic with a uh, SARS-2 virus, so-called, that has divided men and women because they're not doing the diligence of proving all things and holding fast to that, which is good. Neither them nor the pastors. So your pastors just are not, they're going to leave it up to the congregation and not touch that matter. But that wouldn't be people like me and a few other good pastors. Uh, I would admit the pastor up in San Jose, at Calvary San Jose, kudos to them because they're actually informing their people. And this is how, this is how you are to be as a local congregation. You must know these matters. Yeah, and in Lectures to My Students by Charles Haddon Spurgeon, I recommend that book to all, all the listeners of uh, Lectures to My Students by Charles Haddon Spurgeon. He made an interesting comment about how it is the pastor's duty to actually know also what's going on in the world and to inform his uh, the people at his church about what's going on in the world. You, you know, your first responsibility is to ex- ex- explain the scriptures and feed his, the sheep the Word of God. That's number one, of course. But he said we should be aware of it. And so pastors out there and, and Christians that know what's going on need to uh, talk to these brothers. I could mention some other names, and I will. No, you don't have to. You don't have to. But here's what you must know. Here's what you can know. In, a, in affirmation of what you're saying, i got to take a break. But in affirmation of what you're saying, if anyone knows Charles Spurgeon's writing, and I, I, I cut my teeth on Spurgeon many decades ago, he would address scripture with the greatest of an, a grace-centered interpretation, as we know. Very few really grace-centered gospel-preaching men out there, but Spurgeon was one. But he also was very clear on what was going on in his times. He would explain to you the politics. He would explain to you cultural trends. He would warn you about cults and heretics and heterodoxy. And what we're dealing with is a pseudo-religion. It is a world religion uh, in, in, in the name of medical concern. It is a religion without a doubt. And men and women are being hoodwinked and uh, and deluded by it. And, and Spurgeon would have been the first to cry, there is a wolf among the sheep, as yeah. is our Archbishop Vigiano. He's doing the same thing. Mark, i got to let you go. Way overdue. I'll be reading from Archbishop Vigiano in just a moment, you guys, on the other side of the break. Let's listen to what he has to say to the church and to the world about how to be prepared for what's coming. We will be right back. And now, back to Lifeline. And we are back. Three lines open, one 367 Three lines open, one 367 If you want to have a conversation with yours truly on the Monday edition of Lifeline, let me read this article I've been promising to read 
is not long, but it's by Archbishop Vigiano. Now, he's the one that we introduced about a year and a half ago when we were dealing with the diabolical system of critical race theory and the pseudo-social justice agenda that has crept into the church and has crippled the, the church. Now, whether you know it or not, all of these issues are lined up and uh, functioning out of the same sort of portal of, uh, of, of global agenda darkness. And I, what I mean by that is we're dealing with um, a, 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 it's called cultural Marxism at the highest level of academia, at the highest levels of government, obviously at the highest levels of um, your uh, economic uh, systems and structures. We know that uh, and and it, it is a, an agenda that has been working for decades upon decades, um, if you will. Vody Bakum called it cultural Marxism. But really what it is, is the utter transformation of the world, society and mankind. The end game, whether you know it or not, is uh, the uh, preeminence of artificial intelligence. And this is why uh, our government, along with its military, does not mind, DARPA does not mind starting the process of, of transhumanism by poking men and women with a gene therapy regiment that has a whole lot more to do with preparing you for being controlled by a power outside of yourself uh, than it does for solving a, a viral problem, which we know has its origins in, in bioweaponry. We just know that. The facts are clear. And you won't hear it until our government is willing to acknowledge that it has played a major role in the larger agenda of socialism taking over the world. Well, Archbishop Vigiano has been an eloquent prophet and trumpet blower of these matters. And I want you to hear from him before we go to our phone lines, because he is one of a handful of legitimate, legitimate warriors in the Catholic Church fighting for uh, the traditional Catholic faith, which is... You know, it's it's just disappearing like I don't know what on on the planet. Very much like the evangelical church is silent and 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 amiss and and unaware of the battle that we are engaging in uh, in the Protestant and the evangelical church. But Archbishop Vigiano is calling for anti-globalist alliance. He's calling for an anti-globalist alliance. In other words, a movement against the globalists to stop the, listen to this now, the enslavement of humanity. He knows what this is about. The ex-vice CEO of Pfizer, Michael Heaton, warned about uh, these vaccine passports being absolutely the central mechanism by which all of humanity would be bought into a slave system of digital socialism, digital social uh, credit, which is already occurring, as you guys know, in different countries around the world. It is slowly, incipiently beginning to work in America in your most liberal states like um, parts of San Francisco, as well as New York. Wise men and women are opposing it because we understand the analogy between it and the mark of the beast. Because we live in the 21st century, we understand that what we're dealing with are levels of technology of which the scripture in its anachronistic, uh, uh, limited historical context would never have been using biblical terminology. But the analogy is absolutely clear in Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 through 19 in terms of whosoever shall receive the mark of the beast the number of his name or his name. 
shall be in condemnation because that condemnation is you're yielding yourself to the control of the government, as was the case in the first century with the Roman Empire uh, acting as if it were God. This would have been Vespasian. This would have been Titus and then his son Domitian. And of course, you had wicked Nero and um uh, the other one will come up, who were exercising the same kind of deistic, uh, self-imposed um, rule among uh, among men and women in, in their day at, that the Roman Empire ruled. Here we are with the same kind of global agenda, uh, dominance of powers, systems that are greater and more powerful economically and technologically than any government on the planet including uh, the American government. Our government is not powerful at all. To the degree that it abandons constitutional principles, our government is just as weak as any banana republic. You need to know this. Whether you're on the left or on the right, you are inc- our government is inclined to be completely bought out and controlled by powers above and beyond uh, its ability to manipulate if it doesn't operate on the principle of constitutional justice. And this is why so many in our government on the left and on the right are paid and bought, bought and paid for by special interests and money around the world, including major filthy amounts of, of money by the Chinese government. But listen to what Mr. Uh, Vigiano has to say, Archbishop Vigiano has to say. This week, Archbishop Vigiano returned with a follow-up address to the world, this time calling for the creation of a new anti-global alliance to counter what he describes as a global coup d'etat. He's absolutely right. Now, what do you mean coup d'etat, Pastor? He recognizes that governments are being taken over by powers behind the scene, targeting governments and institutions under the guise of an alleged global pandemic. Did you get that? An alleged global pandemic. And market it under the World Economic Forum of Build Back Better. Have you heard Biden use that term? That's because he's part of that same deep state. It's an agenda currently being pushed by leading world powers like the United States, the EU, UK, Canada, Australia, and numerous others. Now, in his video address, the 80-year-old Archbishop from Rome, now he's at major war with the anti Popish uh, Pope uh, Francis, which he calls the anti-Pope, and I agree with them because there's a history in Catholicism where they recognize that there are popes who usurp authority but are not granted it properly, and they are called anti-Popes, just to let you know. When you think about what Francis is doing and the policies he's implementing, he is in total lockstep with this reset. He's in total lockstep with critical race theory, social justice movement, and an abandonment of a biblical worldview across the board, including abortion, including same-sex marriage, and all of the historical traditional views that um, much more biblically-oriented Catholics would have identified with. We could say more, but we go on. It says the 80-year-old archbishop from Rome called on members of the Christian faith to join together under the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, the only king and savior, in order to fight back against the establishment of an an insidious new world order. Vigiano proceeds to call out change agents. We've talked about this decades ago. This is part of your dialectical process. This is called the diaprax. People whose worldviews and ideologies shape the way they teach, influence, and govern 
uh, a society that they are infiltrating to take over, which is what has been happening in America in academia for the last 50 years. This is why our kids are crazy. This is why our kids don't even know who they are. I'm talking about baby boomers and certainly the Gen Xers and Gen Yers and Gen Zers. They will be completely uprooted from the Imago Day should this infiltration continue as it is in your public school systems right now. This is what Vigano is talking about, change agents embedded throughout government, the judiciary, mainstream media, institutions and foundations seduced by financial gain status, and social affirmation. I love that statement. They are seduced by financial gain, status, and social affirmation. What is that, Pastor? Power and money. This is exactly what the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Herodians and the high priests were, seduced. They were political and religious horrors for the Roman Empire, seduced by financial gain. This is why Jesus said concerning them that they were wicked men, corrupt men, greedy for gain. And Paul knew that as well. And we're having the same thing going on in our world and in our country. He describes how the agenda seeks to stage managed, uh, seeks to stage manage a series of global crises in order to consolidate its power and control over the executive, legislative, and judicial branches of stakeholder governments in the global plan. Now, let me cite that again, and I'm going to take a break, come back, and finish reading the rest of his article. Archbishop Vigiano describes how the agenda seeks to stage manage a series of global crises in order to consolidate its power and control over the executive, legislative, and judicial branches of stakeholder governments in the global plan. Pastor, what do you mean by stakeholder government? The parts of our government that are sold out to big pharma, big banking, uh, socialism, and the global agenda are all part of these staged agendas, these staged crises. He says, today it's a health emergency. Tomorrow it will be an ecological emergency. And after that, listen carefully, an internet emergency, said Vigiano. Today, a health emergency. Tomorrow, it's the ecological emergency. What's that all about? It's the uh, global warming agenda. And then thirdly, we will have a crisis in our uh, ability to have communication taking place, internet crisis. We've seen some of this before, but it's going to happen at a level that will be astronomical and it will actually take over and change things, maybe even irreparably, if the Lord God Almighty doesn't intervene. That's what we'll talk about when we come back. You're listening to Jesse Gistin on the Monday edition of Lifeline. The time is 6.33. We've got about 30 minutes. If you want to get in and ask a question, make an observation relevant to what we're talking about, you may. The number is one 367 5329 one Don't say that you weren't warned. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Yes, we are back. The time is 6.39 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Let me simply reiterate the last portion of what Archbishop Vigiano is letting us know in his warning to us about where we are in our world. He said, fundamentally, there are three things that you can look for for that will be taking place on a global scale. It started with this pandemic. You can read about this. 
You can learn about this. Watch event 201. It'll tell you all about it. If you can get a hold of Plandemic, they are much more articulate and in-depth around this. But Event 201, go online. It's even on YouTube. Uh, strangely enough, Event 201, they planned this two years in advance. And they were talking about it up to the time that it almost started. Those of us who are in the know are very much aware that this was planned out. Like many things in our history has been planned out. If you don't believe in conspiracy, it's just because you want to be ignorant. A conspiracy is when two or more people agree to do something against your wishes or will or against your information uh, and that may do harm to you and they just won't let you know about it. Now, how many of us have grown up with friends who have fundamentally, even out of a game they wanted to play, hid from us a plan, a scheme, an agenda that they were going to engage in only to perpetrate that agenda to our embarrassment or our harm, whatever that may have been. You women know that that women do that all the time because women are very cliquish, as are men, but certainly girls are more cliquish. And two girls will conspire against one girl easily to um, to embarrass her, or to harm her, or to play a game on her. That's called conspiracy. So don't tell me that you have not experienced it, nor have you perpetrated, uh, uh, participated in it, because you have, even at the most docile levels you have. And if if we have done it as children, how much more so men and women as adults? And think about this. Think about this under the uh, reasonability, rationality of conspiracy. If we're not dealing with conspiracy, the secret, surreptitious, hidden counsel and conversations that people have in order to frame things, plan things, purpose things, and do things without letting society know it. If, if, we're, if that's just an illusion in the minds of some of us who don't want to accept the fact that what we see is what it is, then there is no such thing as conspiracy at any time anywhere on the planet. But the man or the woman that's constantly crying, well, that's just conspiracy. That's conspiracy is irrational, illogical, and hypocritical in the very statement that they're making. Because as I just stated, and I want to make sure I drive this home, you have experienced conspiracy at a very local, very acute, very personal level sometime in your life. Our governments have been guilty of it over and over and over and over again. And so when you come to those of us trying to let you know that there's more to what's going on than you hear or see, you are just simply sticking your head in the ground and wanting to pretend that it doesn't exist because you are more inclined not to want to face reality than we are. In fact, let me just state it. The man or the woman that is addressing what emerges in their salient signaling as something surreptitious or something more going on than that which appears to the naked eye is a person that is discerning. They're not gullible. They're not naive. They're not just buying hook, line, and sinker the purchase of the Brooklyn Bridge. They didn't just get off the boat yesterday. They know that all men are liars. They know that governments are greedy. They know that governments lie to their people. They understand the idea of a noble lie. They know that governments will tell you one thing while doing another, exactly like Fauci did when he was exposed for knowing that masks don't work 
And when they found it in his emails, he had to come out and say, yes, I know it didn't work, but we had to tell you that because we were trying to uh, uh, preserve as many uh, uh, masks as possible for our first responders. Well, I don't believe that that was the real reason behind it, but there you go. He lied to you. And he was caught and then he had to tell the truth. Well, how many times have our government, the CIA, FBI, the NSA has lied to you and then pretended that, no, this could not be true. We didn't do it. You see it happening in the Senate all the time. Call in the FBI, call in the CIA. You, you get the Department of Justice hearing cases. This is why many Americans are frustrated, really, quite frankly, because they can see it on C-SPAN. They can watch it on the news. Even Rand Paul, as he has just ran, no pun intended, Fauci up a tree, exposing him for being the criminal liar that he is. At some point, this is just a, a, a dog and pony show, because if we don't if he doesn't take the information that he knows about Fauci and press the DOJ in pressing charges against Fauci, <clears throat> because what's happening, ladies and gentlemen, is criminal and murderous, then it's just a dog and pony show. It's just a dog and pony show, <clears throat> excuse me, and it causes men and women to want to um, just not only not trust their media, not trust their government, because the government right now is in the lowest uh, ranking in terms of whether or not American citizens trust their government, as has ever been in the history of America. Our politicians largely are a farce, with the exception of the good politicians that are standing up and speaking out. There are many of them. You won't hear about them unless you dig through the haystack to find a Ron Johnson, <clears throat> to find a uh, Kennedy Kennedy, to find some of these good men and women that are willing to blow the whistle and tell the truth. You won't find them. You won't find them because they're all paid for. This is what Vigiano is saying. So he's saying that the first scam is the pandemic. The second one will be uh, global warming. You're going to hear more and more about that once the vast majority of the world is on the unending hamster uh, wheel of vaccination and boosters that don't work. And then finally, it will be a real problem with Internet. And that's called cutting off the communication base from all of us in order to control what we hear and what said. This is your Orwellian world. If you remember uh, uh, the Orwellian movie, uh, 1984, you need to watch it because that's where we're going. In any event, I've got to take another break. When I come back, I'll finish with some phone calls on this Monday edition of Lifeline, one 367 We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Okay, before we go to the phone lines, here's what I'm going to say to you. In gratitude for all that God has done for you, all that he has done for you in his son, Jesus, all he has done for you in the redemption of your soul, the ultimate and central expression of what love is, is giving. This is why we will not abandon thanksgiving for friend giving at all. We will constantly thank God for what we have, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Love is giving. So this Thanksgiving, I want to encourage you to do what I'm going to do, <clears throat> and that is uh, prepare some meals. You can do this as simply as buying some uh, McDonald's breakfast muffins, if you will, and hash browns, put them in bags and give them to the homeless for Thanksgiving. Those this three or four dollars, I suppose. Or you can go out and buy bulk chicken and some muffins and some uh, some potato salad and, and do plates. 
set a limit for yourself. If you don't have a lot of money, spend $10, $20 and, and do 10 plates. I mean, my wife did that when we were in Texas because we had a <clears throat> the blessing of a lot of really good Franklin's barbecue and we couldn't eat it all. So we made six healthy plates and, and went out. We found enough homeless there in Austin, Texas to feed them. They were thankful. Can you imagine people being able to have a fresh meal just handed to them with napkins and forks? In Jesus name, given to them where they don't have to prepare the food. That would be easy to do either on Wednesday before Thanksgiving or on Thursday morning. You're going to be eating at one or two o'clock. So just go ahead on Thursday morning, prepare some meals, uh, do it Wednesday night, prepare some meals and just drive around. I know it requires faith to face our brothers that are on the street, but most of them are sane and they will not harm you, especially if you go out in twos. And give out some food. I do it every year. It's a great feeling. And it's the right thing to do. Since God has blessed us so much with so many things. There you go. That's your mission for this Thursday or Wednesday. Bless somebody with the abundance that you have. Let's go to line number three and talk with Jermaine in Alameda. Jermaine. Jermaine, Okay, great. All right. Do we still have Eddie? Yes, sir. All right, Eddie, what's going on, man? How you doing? Oh, it's so good to hear you. I just wanted to start. I had to write this stuff down because, man, you open up such a wonderful, uh, uh, vast view of, of where to go. I got a thousand topics. I'll narrow it down to, to 900. I'm kidding. Here we go. I know. I know. Um, we, got about, we got about five minutes. Go ahead on and talk to me, man. Okay. The first thing I want to say is God bless you. I love when I hear you preach at noon on KFAX 1100. Amen. You preach a word because we got to know the word and that's the word and it's true and it lives and it brings life. And then when you have your show, you teach us how to do the word Yeah. with all the same things I'm reading. I'm reading WEF, the World Economic Forum. I'm reading actually, actually what's going into those uh, vaccines or the the stinking hydrous weird thing that gal, that gal put it in a, in a piece of glass and that thing is a that's a really weird um uh, uh stuff inside there that is just it's just odd um, dr carry Maday, so, dr carry Maday. oh it was it was it, it was creepy but i can't dwell there so thank nope. you for how you teach us how to do the word amidst this this world stage and how you preach the word um uh in your show another thing i want to say is um uh I have a little barber shop and I serve children. That's I love my, it. my shop is a kid, a kid's barber shop. But I tell you, I <laughs> grieve every day because this last Saturday, all the kids were celebrating getting their vaccine. It was almost like a brag and I can't do anything about it in business. I it's know. like, all I can do is pray and they I walk know. away and I toy with the idea that I hope I see that kid again and nothing yeah. funky ever happens to that kid. It's really, really a, a sensitive, intimate moment I agree. Um, when a kid's bragging about the vaccine. It's just, I said, whoa, my main response is, you're brave. How you doing? And that's I all I say. I and it, it just breaks my heart. Um, I'm with you. Another I'm thing with I want, you. go ahead. I yeah, said, I'm yeah. with you. Um, I'm with you on that. Have you, have you seen the documentary about that hideous strength called The Magician's Twin? No. Now, it's 30 minutes long, and, and what it says is 
magic used to be the way that, that the, the cultures, the pagans, used to try to control people. Go see the magic man. Everybody's no, like, I know, go I know see about the magic all that. man. I'm totally down yeah, with all so, that information. This is where we are. This is done uh, at the order of magnitude 10.0 today. This is where everybody is completely hoodwinked. This is magic taking place right now. Well, the, um, the, 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 the documentary continues and says, that, that some people aren't supernatural, so they wouldn't fall for that. So they really couldn't control the people. So right. the scientists became the absolute truthers. Yeah. And then the, prob- the problem was scientists are so inept at taking care of people, they're not eligible to tell the public how to live. So then the politicians took the fake, tr- the fake science and started to control the people with it. So they invented scientism along yeah. with sorcery. And right. it's just, it's very clear. No, um, it is very clear. Uh, this, is where, this is where your Bible says in Revelation chapter 18, as well as in other portions of Scripture, and this is the um, kind of uh, a prophetic implication of King Saul, who was taken out by seeking the witch Endor, who actually fabricated a, a Samuel, the prophet who came up from the dead, which is not theologically accurate, but it was a deception. Mm, this is yeah. what is meant in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 7 through 11. Because they would not have a love for the truth that they might be saved, God is giving them over to a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. And the Babylonian system has always been governed by um, pharmakia, that is hallucinogens, yep, yep. witchcraft, uh, devil worship, magic. Pharmaca, uh, pharma, big, big pharma. Yep. You got it. This is where we are. And the thing about it, too, as I've been saying in my um, all things COVID program on Wednesdays, I think we'll be started back next week, maybe probably the week after that. Uh, I'll probably I'll probably announce it that we'll be on next Wednesday is that now the power of the pseudoscience is being injected into people's arms because we're moving towards transhumanism. And so the way to actually control your brain is by these hydra, um, these hydra microorganisms that have the capacity right. to be controlled by electronic data. And people don't want to believe it, but we could care less. DARPA is behind it. That's the military. And they've been in PSYOP for decades upon decades upon decades. And one day we'll come to know that we are ingesting pharmacia for the purpose of being mentally controlled and therefore uh, they would call it neutralized from being able to do two things, oppose Mm. the tyrannical governance of our systems and to believe in the one true and living God and in his son, Jesus Christ. This is a takeover of humanity on the part of the devil. But listen carefully to me as I shut it down. He will not win. He will not win. He cannot win. He's he, already he lost. Done. He's a defeated foe. He's a, he's a dead demon in terms of his eternal destiny. And the moment that we would believe the one true and living God, we would overcome the spell. But as long as men and women are walking in unbelief, they are under the spell. Wake up, ladies and gentlemen, and believe the uh. truth of the gospel. And Christ will give you light. He will open your eyes and open your mind and bring you to an understanding mm. that men lie. And God is to be believed because God is true. God Opinions is true. expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Thank you. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.